Welcome to Nerds of the Square Circle. We are your hosts. I am Snarf Chris. I'm Sam Jericho. No dude was dead. Van Philip is Does, here. Did he? Did he die? Uh, he wasn't on. Our, he wasn't on our last podcast. Sorry, we missed last week. By the way, I had some terrible life event stuff happen. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, my parents' house burned down. It's uh, really terrible. Yeah. Um. So we took last week off. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, no more weeks off. Yeah. And hopefully, we'll get Philip back here eventually. So he can hand over your championship belt so that you can give it to me. Yeah, this is this is some crap right here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what, three weeks ago I won the belt? You, okay, so... Two weeks ago. You Do you think that we need to clarify what constitutes being worthy of a championship belt in the world of podcasts? Is it, the, is it the nerds of the squared circle like predictions championship, I guess? Yeah, actually we do need to come up with a name that for it. That kind of thing. Somewhat nerdy championship or the Nerds of the Squared Circle championship? Nerds of the Squared Circle championship. Okay. I won the belt. Philip didn't show up for the results show. Mm-hmm. So he couldn't hand me my belt. It's a real belt. We have an actual belt. An actual belt. It's the old, like, what, WCW belt? Yeah. Yeah. The best belt. So I still haven't had the belt. He was supposed to bring it to me when we went to Second and Charles. Oh, and by the way, thank you for Second and Charles for hosting us at Fusion Fest and letting us have a table there. It was really cool to meet some of y'all. There was actually some wrestling fans that listened to the podcast that I talked to. So yeah. that was cool. Hello to all y'all. So he didn't bring me the belt then. I still don't own the belt. Sam won the predictions for Extreme Rules. That's right. So technically, he is the champion. We're going to talk about that. But later. neither one of us had the belt. Before we get into everything. I don't think he's going to show up until after he... He wins he again? Gets, he wins again, yeah. So next one is... He's uh, boycotting the show until... Money in the something. Bank. Yeah. Which is what, tomorrow? Yeah, it's like a I week mean, from now. Yeah. So we'll be doing predictions on that next week, right? Yeah, I think it's like we're doing just every week as a prediction show. I was considering talking about uh, the New Japan show this weekend, but it's like, man, I don't want to just be like, that's our show. It's just predictions we make predictions on wrestling and cards. And talk about New Japan. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there are worse concepts, I guess. It, I guess. Um, oh, before we get into everything, like I said, uh, thank you for second to Charles. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have a merch store. Go buy t-shirts that have our logo on it. It helps support the show. It's really cool of you to go do that. And if you do it now, you'll do one. You'll have a t-shirt before Sam does. I, and me, by okay. the way. <laughs> so. yeah, I have I have a somewhat nerdy.com t-shirt. Yeah, you do. Though, so. Yeah, you do. They, I do really like the designs on them. And not to be biased, but I think the Nerds of the Square Circle shirt really is the best one. I I, I almost agree with you. Almost agree? Almost agree with you. <laughs> okay. Um, Critter does a good job with all the designs for the website. Oh, and by the way, um, I think in two weeks we're going to have a crossover show with Critter on the... You might hear it on this feed, too. I think I'm going to release it on this. But we, this together, we this past weekend we all got together and recorded an episode with Sam Critter from Somewhat Nerdy Radio, which is the other show that I'm on. Um, and we all got together and... You know, okay, so... So we're going to talk about Dominion, we'll talk about SmackDown and Raw this week. And I definitely want to talk about Extreme Rules, because obviously... I was very happy with that show, despite some people not being. But before we do that, okay, so we we talked to Critter on the show, and Critter does not like wrestling. So we spent I don't know forty five minutes just kind of making fun making of him, fun of him, <laughs> which is kind of the turnaround. But just I, you know, he said afterwards that he felt like a little bit beat up on. But I don't. What it's hard to talk to someone about wrestling if they're not into wrestling. I don't and know what it's in like. In lack to... of a better term, not open to being into well, wrestling. Well, yeah. I mean, that's 
and that's and that's, that's fine if he's not into yeah. it but let's go listen to that podcast like i said it's going to release in probably about a week maybe a week and a half but like how often like do you how often do you bring up wrestling to people like that you work with or just your friends and stuff like that not does often it, does it come often? It, it doesn't really it really doesn't come up often the guy i do work with i only work with one person most of mm-hmm. the time uh he he's an in and out yeah. kind of wrestling fan he used to be into wrestling mm-hmm. he gets back in every once in a while if there's a really cool new japan match okay. i'll I'll pull it up and show it to him <laughs> um or something like cool happens like the the randy orton flipping like one of the sing brothers the sing brothers over the Who table i can't distinguish you know yeah i can't either other, but... and in randy orton's face which he thought was hilarious um he sometimes like i'll have it on at work watching smackdown or raw and he'll stop and watch you know a match or a segment or something like that so he that's basically the only guy all my other friends that are not into wrestling i don't really talk about two of them it's pointless i mean you don't really talk if, if you know someone that's not into something you yeah. don't really bring it up but wrestling just seems like a harder subject i guess because there's this it seems to me like a particularly strong wall against you're either you either like wrestling or you don't and it's very hard to get someone from one side to kind of jump to the other. And the whole reason of that podcast was really, I, I don't think we ever really started going down that path, was we just want him to go to the live show, the Wildcat show. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, there's a Wildcat show on, what, the 24th? June 24th? Um, yeah, at the, the Shamrock Bar in uh, New Orleans off Claiborne. Go check it out, please, if if you You're in the area. Louisiana area, definitely yeah. come and see it. Um, we'll be there. Because it's an adult show. I mean, don't bring children to this one. They do family shows all year round. This one will be for just the adults. And actually, and, uh, even if you're speaking of a little bit sooner, this coming weekend on June the 10th, if you live in the Philadelphia area at the ECW Arena, Wildcats having a show there this yeah. weekend. So that's on the 10th. So if you're listening to this tomorrow, go watch that show. Definitely. Yeah, I think they have a couple of seats left. Yeah, I think left. so. Yeah. I don't know. It's just when you when you're passionate about something, or once you're really into something, like you know, uh, comic books are more, or I guess, a cooler commodity now that we're adults with all the movies and the success of things like that. But I remember being you know, as a kid, that was also kind of like a faux pas thing that like only nerds liked comic books. And I mean, that's still true to an extent, but mm-hmm. it's not as uh, you don't kind of get like shunned, shunned for bringing it up just in any public setting. And I guess part of the reason why I kind of find myself doing that with wrestling is because i don't think it should be any different wrestling i think is just as plausible to be more of a mainstream thing than it is i mean wwe certainly is doing everything they can to make it seem like it is even though it's really not they give you know the championship belts to every single sports team that wins any championship all year they round do that huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really... uh, uh n- nothing wrong with it but they gave some belts to the um was it the manchester where mm-hmm. they just had to attack, they went to the sick kids and gave them some belts. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's anything wrong with it, but they give a belt to everybody. Well, just like um, my, I guess my point is, look, do you do you care that the wrestling belts mean nothing? No, 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 no. <laughs> no that's a different subject. Oh uh, no, the uh, that the idea that that wrestling kind of will always carry this perception of being like less than worthy of like I don't care, you know. Yeah, I'm into lots of things that nobody else is in. I'm the I'm the, literally the only friend that I have that's into Japanese movies, and I'm not okay. talking about like anime. I'm talking yeah. about like Kanem Rider and yeah. Godzilla and you know, stuff like that. I have nobody to talk I like to about Godzilla. that. We can watch Godzilla. Yeah, I watch Godzilla with you. Okay, after this. Okay. Um, 
So yeah, I, I don't care. Like wrestling is big enough for that it's not going anywhere. So I don't feel like I need to get followers into it. You know, like oh, if I don't get it. now something different is the local shows. The local shows, I'm like, man, I want as many people to go to that as possible because yeah. I want those things to continue. Critter, I want him to go to the show with him because I actually think he would have fun. And it's in a bar room, so if he doesn't have fun, he can at least drink, and then he can have fun. Well, yeah, I mean, first you have to establish whether or not your friend A enjoys drinking. Which Critter does. Which he does. So then beyond that, if there's extra entertainment on top of that, you think it would just be icing on the mm-hmm. cake. But see, that's my point is that, which is kind of what I got to, you got to go listen to the to the show we did with him, um, that he kept inst- in- insisting that it wasn't that he didn't like wrestling and that he kept saying, like, maybe I'll go. He said a hard maybe. A hard maybe. It was a hard maybe. And maybe that's just that's just like a... That's just a generational. That's a whole different thing, like where people don't like to commit, commit to, to anything, and Critter, thing, which is another thing that that bothers me in general. Critter's hard, maybe, is a no. Yeah, yeah well, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying exactly. So, like, what? So it makes you want to say, like, what do you have to do to get someone to kind of jump over? It's like once people make up their mind, more now than ever, they're not going to like it. You know, it's like, uh, it's why people think that WWE doesn't listen to their fans because they don't because. The fans are assholes and are stuck in their ways, and they're gonna think everything's bad regardless of whether or not it really is objectively or not. Take extreme rules. We just had extreme rules. So I, we haven't talked about it, me yeah. and you, at all. Did you like extreme rules? I really, I loved extreme rules. I loved it. I only thought there was one part of the whole entire thing that I thought was just really dumb from beginning to end. Uh, but every other than that, I, I loved everything about it. So I'm sure we're already getting a lot of eye rolling. Because we, we get a lot of that in the first place. So, so now part of it was because we did our, our usual, we made our predictions for how the show was going to go. Mm-hmm. And I did obscenely well and correctly, picking most of the stuff correctly, and which if, I don't usually do. And if we don't do a podcast, we're going to, tr- if you see a week to where we don't do a podcast and it's a prediction week, go to the website. We always have the article up there. So we, we did, our- yeah, we did write the article up. We put that out. Um, so if you go to the, uh, Nerds the Squared Circle section of SomewhatNerdy.com. Uh, we have a big write-up so you can find out what all of our picks were. Philip lost really bad. Yes. Uh, which was great. Um, and then I didn't do terrible, which I usually do. 20 years of watching WWE pay-per-views, and I almost always get, I'd say, 90% of it wrong. But the difference is, like I say it in the article, that I always try to pick what I want, what I think would be the, the best thing that could possibly happen of what I really, really want to happen, even if it doesn't make sense. And instead, I just decided to pick what I think will happen based on what makes sense. And lo and behold, I got most things right, which made me enjoy the show more, not just because of that, but because I was watching the show to just appreciate match to match the story that's being told and it and how it's being executed to the best of what it can be. Is The Miz versus Dean Ambrose going to be you know, the greatest match ever. But no. It was, it was one of the better matches of the night, though. No, it really was. Well, Surprisingly. No, but, but just, like, there's this weird... You have to watch a match for what it is. The Miz is not Daniel Bryan. And yeah. he mocks Daniel he's Bryan better. in what he's... Oh, don't say that. Yeah, no, don't say it. that. That's... I, I don't... It's different. Better. It's just different. Better you, you can be different. Well... <laughs> See, now you're just... Now you're just poking. So, okay, so... The stipulation was ridiculous. Um, I like the story sense, yeah. of Dean Ambrose being his unhinged character that he 
has he's been disqualified in matches a lot. Like this is yeah, a yeah. new thing. The 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 idea that he might I hate it when they kind of tack on it's what they did with the kendo stick match which we'll get to. Yeah. But I don't like when they tack on a stipulation and they tell the story to the stipulation which is what they should do, but I don't buy it because this the characters themselves are not acting they're acting out of character. Right. Dean Ambrose has had many matches thrown out because he wouldn't listen to the referee because he his characters that he's just kind of zonked down doing his own thing and he's not realizing what's going on. So that played into this stipulation, which is why it worked. The Miz wants to establish himself as a strong intercontinental champion. He thinks he deserves to be at the top of the show. So he tried to win on his own merit at first, but then when that wasn't working is when at the end he really started, he got Maurice to slap him and he did all that kind of stuff. Um, as opposed to, cause I don't like it when they try to get that kind of stuff going throughout the entire match. It feels too hokey. I like that the middle of the match felt like a real match where Miz was really trying to win. And then when it wasn't working, he resorted back to his, you know, shenanigans. But I'm sure a lot of people would think that that was lame. You know, the match was fine. It was only until I read about it online, which is, it's, that's a legitimate uh, critique that I read that the referee was really handsy in this. I don't care about that though. I don't I like I, it. Didn't bother me while I've, I was watching it, and it doesn't bother me now. But looking back on, I was like, yeah, he did like stop him from getting disqualified like three times. Now I've seen people, I've I've seen that same critique, and it is unusual because the referees aren't typically like that. But Earl Hebner, who was my favorite referee mm-hmm. back in the day, did that kind of stuff, stuff all the time, all yeah, the yeah. time, and it really helps put. They don't do it on purpose because they're trying. They don't want to put heat on the referee. They wanted to keep it so they, they've changed the way they use the referees in matches, which is why it felt so unusual. But I don't think that that's bad. It was weird, but I it it didn't bother me. I actually I thought it was refreshing to have that kind of reaction. It didn't even it it didn't even register in my head when it was happening. Somebody had to tell me about it. That's how much it bothered me. So, but it just I you have a match where Dean Ambrose is in it, who's going to be his wacky character. Where if he gets decued, if somebody, if the champion gets disqualified, then he loses his belt, which didn't happen, by the way, which I really liked. I liked that. I did too. It was a relatively clean win. Yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah. kind of. If you watch that match expecting it to be anything than what it is, you're going to be disappointed. It's like the was the Bailey versus Alexa Bliss a great match? I don't think any personally. If you say something on a poll, I'm already like, well, this is not. I'm not going to take this seriously. And that's going all against it. I'm not saying that any of that's wrong, but for what it was after it had already been established, I don't know what more people wanted to come out of this. Match. I wanted Bailey to look like she knew what she was doing. But this that is- was one of the oddest things I've ever seen Bailey in. Mm-hmm. She constantly looked like she didn't know what she was doing. She looked amateurish. Amateur? Amateurish? That word. That whole entire match. Yeah. So the thing about Bailey. When she was in NXT. And by the way, Sasha Banks had that same thing going on in her match. What same thing? Just that not knowing, it doesn't look like you know what you're doing. Sasha always has this fine line, this fine line of being almost, I don't know if she's acting reckless to really oversell or if she really is really sloppy. Right, right, right. And there are a lot of people that that don't like Sasha Banks because they think that she's really just bad. I think that she's just overdoing it to make it feel, I guess, more real she takes those ridiculous bumps mm-hmm. where she Bends looks like half. she's gonna get a concussion and all this terrible stuff which is against the norm of what you'd expect to be even be necessary in a standard tag team or i'm sorry mixed 
the extreme rule of a mixed tag team match. God, really extreme. Uh, yeah. Uh, but like, okay, so when Bailey was in NXT, she wasn't. Bailey isn't the greatest worker in the world. I've never thought she was. Her gimmick, her her uh, what I like about her is it stems just from her character, and her character in NXT was so strong because it was allowed to grow organically in front of the full sale crowd. When she got brought up to the main roster, I was hoping that she was just going to get into... They don't have, I guess, enough women on the roster to keep it that way, but I always thought that she should have gotten just little feuds for like a year, just winning steadily or losing steadily, but keep plugging along and then finally get a title shot. I think that they really rushed her getting put in the main event scene, and I feel like this kind of scenario is almost like them not really knowing what to do with her, which is their own fault, but... The idea that Bailey should have won or that Bailey should have been anything in dominant in this match defeats the whole point of what I think Bailey's character is. I don't think Bailey should have won. I think the the belt's on the right person. That was a five minute squash match. Yeah. Was Bailey in it? Because so the reason why this bother this match didn't bother me is because it felt like a step in a long term story you for think Bailey. So? Yeah. That But what happens if well, I guess we can always play as the the what happens. Now, I know people were booing her at the show. She picked up the stick and wasn't Nothing. selling enough that she was conflicted. Conflicted. It felt just like she didn't know what she was doing, like as if she was putting a wrestling match and had never wrestled before. It kind right. of came off too much. But if you know the character, which is the thing, is like you have to watch it for what I assume you're supposed to have already invested in, which there wasn't any of that already because the story leading up to it was not done well. That Bailey maybe shouldn't be on the main roster because. She's not willing to go that extra mile to get extreme. When she was champion, Sasha Banks helped her retain all of those championships. Uh, when it happened in the, at WrestleMania, the idea was that they all ganged up on Nia Jax. I think it was Charlotte that got rid of Bailey. So the story that really came out of that was that Bailey was able to beat Charlotte, the you know the greatest woman in wrestling in the WWE right now, which solidified her as a capable champion. But then she lost it to Alexa Bliss because they're trying to get. Alexa Bliss over, which is great. I just don't think... I think long-term, it's better for Bailey to lose and then realize that she's got to take it up a notch and do better on the main roster and then eventually beat, hopefully, Sasha Banks for the Women's Championship. That kind of long-term story building. You know, that may be kind of like you kind of have to wipe the slate clean and just start over, which is not a good thing since you've had someone on your roster for almost a year and you almost feel like you need to just rinse and start from you know as if nothing had happened but i think that's what they have to do and we missed last week so we didn't get to talk about the worst I segment w- i don't want to talk about rawl's history which was i'm really disappointed in alexa being part of that and i liked how they kind of acknowledged it this week was uh him and her and kurt angle being like that was the worst thing anybody's ever seen you're not doing that ever again yeah i don't like it when they do they're, i don't like that kurt said that on raw this week i don't you know it's like imagine the Imagine anybody did a terrible promo like John Cena, then someone came out the next week and said it was really bad. They would never do that because it. I don't know. They've done that was they've they've done that tons of times. They did that was New Day and um, the Good Brothers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, no. It's it doesn't. It's not that it doesn't have precedence. I'm not saying that it's weird that they brought it up. I just mm. think that it's not. I think it's better to just move not on. acknowledge it and just move on. All that did was bring it up again. If so let's sense. move on. The Hardys lost the belt. Yes, thank which God. is cool. Yeah, it was cool. I was actually kind of surprised. And they about weren't it. on Raw the next week, um, which again everyone's upset about. It's like I don't. 
Well, they well, don't have why? to be there every week. Do they have to win every match? Yeah, I don't have to. I, I don't need them to win every match. They're it's they barely had any kind of character development since they've been in. They've just won the belts. They had, they haven't needed it because this the title belt ends the nostalgia act of them exactly. returning, and now they can move on and do something different. Which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. So I don't know why anybody's complaining that they oh they should just have the belts forever. What is that accomplishing? Nothing. I just. Well, see, that's the thing. Is like, okay, so the Bailey Alexa Bliss Kendo Stick matches. Back to that. Was it bad? Yes. Yeah, it was really bad. I expected it to be bad. So <sighs> when I watched it and it was bad, I didn't care because yeah, it was bad. You Let's knew move it was on. Be bad. Like I don't understand what this whole like. It's like every match that people watch now. It's like this weird critique of the wrestling fan base, especially at least the vocal ones online, where every match they look at with the potential to be the greatest thing ever. But and then when it's not, shouldn't we look at it, it as something that like, oh, I want this to at least be decent and not terrible? Well, Are you okay with being, oh, well, no, well, that was terrible. That. I'm it's, okay it's, with it because I thought it was going to be terrible. Well, no, it's not that. It's it's you have to watch something for what it is and not for what. If I just showed that match to a person that doesn't like wrestling, did that sell that match? Sell them on watching wrestling? No, because it sucked. Yeah. So you're agreeing? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that, but it's just it's like it's like going to a bad movie mm-hmm. and then coming out and going like, I can't believe that was so bad. It's like really? Why'd you go? You knew it was going to be bad. I didn't think a Alexa and Bailey match would have been bad. I didn't. so maybe my it was a kendo stick on a pole match. That doesn't necessarily mean it yes, has it to, does. Be, you yes, it does. Take the name pole one match. Thing out name of it. one match with a pole. That's take good. the pole thing. Even out of Undertaker it. versus Brock Lesnar with a chain on the pole. Saying it out loud, you're going, "Oh, that sounds terrible." Yeah. You're, yeah so it's just, it's just, it's just too gimmicky. So it's you can't take it and seriously. It doesn't even make sense actually, because I thought the first person that grabbed the kendo stick was the one that was allowed to use it. You thought that because that's what JoJo said. That's what in they said. The explanation before the match. But then they did, they completely ignored it. It's just, you know, like, I thought the cage match was great storytelling. I liked it. I love tag team wrestling and cage matches. Mm-hmm. I love Hardy Boy cage matches. They're always great. Go go watch any of, like, the ones with that the Hardys had with the Dudley Boys from Survivor Series 2001. And they had a great one against Edge and Christian, Edge I think, Christian, at uh, yeah. Fully Loaded or Unforgiven. Uh, he, they said it on the pre-show. I don't remember which one. It, yeah. Did they? Okay. Yeah. Um, that one was really good. Um, I know some people were confused. Yes, if you're in a tag team, the idea is that you have to escape the cage, so it doesn't matter that Jeff got out and came back in. They both had to be out, out. at the same time. Yeah, that, didn't, that didn't bother me. And I, I, didn't, I understood you know, that instantly. Yeah. I don't know why everybody else had a problem with that. Um, so I thought it was great. I like that it was a narrow finish. I think Sheamus and Cesaro are an underappreciated thing in WWE right now because the last two months of them have been great. Mm. Yeah. I thought this whole I thought Neville versus Austin Aries was great. I didn't care that the audience wasn't into it because yeah, now which it's is like weird. The second I'm starting to really think that that what it really is is that when they make everything purple, the audience tunes out because they think it's not a part of the show, and that you know like it's just oh these these are those guys that no matter what happens this will never bleed into any other thing going on. And in that, so it doesn't really almost count even. Bump that Aries took at the end was him landing on his back. Yeah, looked really rough. Austin Aries is one of my favorites ever. As is Neville. They're they've both been great for so long. The fact that they're doing those kinds of matches consistently is enough for me to be happy. I really wish people would get off their hands while they're mm-hmm. watching it. It's really deflating, especially even if you're a big fan of it at a show. 
you've got 20,000 people with you. <laughs> even the guy if, like, sitting next to you is insane. And the guy sitting next to you doesn't care. Yeah. It's hard to get excited about well, it. That see, I do care. Yeah. I was I at... Just, um, I just don't make a lot of noise. Well, no, I'm, I'm not critiquing you. <laughs> I mean, I did say that to you when we went to the wrestling show, but it's just, it's hard. Like, when uh, I went to um, the Royal Rumble in San Antonio, which had, like, what, like 50,000 people, and I was with my brother, and we were watching the Rich Swan Neville match, and he looked at me like with such a pissed off expression on his face like why the fuck is no one mm. like people were like making like cat calls and like trying to do the wave and all that kind of stuff it's just i i, I don't know if it's i feel like i heard a beach ball chant during the show i don't know if that ever came out that that's what they were doing or not that is what happened during the neville match on the raw after wrestlemania so uh, we all knew this was a a one match pay-per-view yeah you know it, it, that's why not a lot of things Every match was just a lead up to like, okay, how let's get through this because I want to watch the five way. Here, okay, this is this was my point is that even if something's bad, if you know it's going to be bad, you shouldn't let it harp on to ruin all the good. That's oh on the yeah, show. I, I I completely agree. You know what that, I'm saying? Yeah. Just say like, yeah, that was bad, and then move on. I thought the pay per view was. Great, I thought it was a great show. So I, I don't I don't really we obviously we say this all the time. I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I thought it was good. And you're listening to my opinion on a podcast, which well, I yeah. am overwhelmingly positive about wrestling. You know why we're positive about wrestling? Because we like it. Because I like wrestling. I don't want to complain about it all well, the time. Just, if you watch a movie and I come out, I just, I'm just i tired of having this, like, um, something's done and all people want to do afterwards is complain about the bad things. And no one wants to talk about the good things. Freaking Samoa. Okay, we'll get So, so Fatal Five Way. The, it was as good as I thought it was going to be. That was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I thought that... First, I loved the Roman Reigns. Just chilling just in the ring. chilling in the ring. Literal. That mm. really is exactly what was just. I great. actually thought he should have went and like sat in a corner. Like just like chilled and stretched yeah. and everything. Uh, but he played it right. Just kind yeah. of just stretching. Um, the alliance between Samoa Joe and Bray mm-hmm. was great. Yep. I actually. I, I called it at the beginning of it because I thought um, Roman and Seth were going to team up at one time or another. But it never happened. They've done that the last couple times, times yeah. that they were in multi-man matches. So I think it they felt like that might be a little too played. Balor looked great. Yeah, I'm. Everybody looked great. Everybody looked great. Every time they picked up Balor, no, I'm. I don't know what I, what I have in my head about Balor, but I'm so scared for him to get hurt. Well, it's because the last this yeah. is his first. I, he didn't come out as a demon too. I thought he was going to be the demon. He's going to save that for one-on-one matches. Yeah, special occasions. Like maybe SummerSlam and WrestleMania, like that kind of thing. Like the, it'll be those two mm-hmm. individual shows kind of matches. Some um, great spots in this, no? When Roman uh, speared him through the. You know, I've seen that spot a lot. They've been doing. I don't know when they. Uh, uh, they did it was um, when they, Braun Strowman too. Huh? Yeah, when they built the. They used to just have a little alcove for the announcers and the timekeeper just next to the to the. Um, the announce table mm-hmm. and i think in 2010 they redesigned the ramp where it just extended longer and since that like i swear every other pay-per-view somebody goes through mm-hmm. that thing which um, doesn't matter because it's always a great spot like i just really like it um when seth does the frog. elbow drop yeah uh, the, he had a frog, frog, a frog splash, splash. Yeah. god and which looked really rough <laughs> so but it was good now um, the whole match was great, and and who cares? This whole match would have been could have been crap. Samoa Joe won. Yeah, we're gonna get a Samoa Joe and Brock Lesnar match. Oh my god! I which know. is one of those things. You're like, oh, that'll never happen. We're getting that. I so I remember. 
I said before the show started that I wanted Joe to win. That mm-hmm. the mat out of the five matches, I was kind of upset that match, me or you didn't pick him too. That's what yeah. I thought too. I out of all the potential matches, the match I wanted to see, like just as a match to happen in the WWE, was Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. I've wanted to see that for a very long time. I just didn't think it was going to happen. I thought that they weren't in a position to build Joe up to be a credible threat for Brock Lesnar, which we saw on Raw. They have no problem New, doing that with. Which is and it awesome. was so weird because he also won on the Raw before the pay-per-view, which is yeah. such a strange thing. He won, and then he won the match. My wife called what Samoa a Joe. Really? Yeah. It was like halfway through the match. She's like, Samoa Joe's going to win. If you watch it back, you can tell. It's obvious because everybody gets their finisher right at the end, and Samoa Joe's the last person into the ring. If you if you feel like you're five minutes away from the ending, and it's a big multi-man match, think about who did the least in the match. Yeah. That's who wins. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say, but it's because the idea is you want to get everybody over. So if the guy's winning, he doesn't have to get as much of his stuff in. Because it doesn't matter because he's going to win the match. Right. Who was everybody's going to be talking about anyway? This was a great five-way. It was put together well. Everybody looked strong. Yeah. Like, nobody looked weak. Literally looked strong. Looked strong, yeah. Including Roman Reigns, which I don't mind. I know there are people that... Which is kind of weird. Uh, I don't know. This week, last week, and at the pay-per-view, the boos are getting a little bit less. You want to know why? Because gir- not... The girls are kind of getting a, a little bit louder. You want... And I'll tell you exactly why. Because he's not cutting any stupid promos. I don't know. He kind of did that. This is my yard uh, talk yeah, this week. But so. it's just. But he's playing the tough guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I understand you want to build sympathy for people to care about performers, and that works for most people. But from the beginning with Roman Reigns and the Shield, they built him like the Juggernaut. I don't want to compare him to Goldberg, but the idea of being just the unstoppable force. You need to book him like an unstoppable force. When he won the Royal Rumble and all of everybody started crapping on him because he had to get help from The Rock and got beat up by The Big Show and Kane and all this stuff. It was like he should have just slaughtered everybody like he did in the Royal Rumble the year before. If you book Roman Reigns like a guy who just doesn't care whether you like him or not, he's still going to smash through you. It's not about being a likable person. It's about just being a guy that you can't stop. And as long as they keep booking him that way, I think he's going to get more and more cheers just because you're looking at him differently. If you have him where he's getting beat up the whole time and you're supposed to go, oh, I feel bad for him. No one feels bad for him. They know his position in the company and they're not going to be like, oh, poor, poor Roman. No one's going to say poor Roman. Pay-per-view is really good. We're going to kind of skip over Raw because Raw just had a, a few different things. But the Samoa Joe... Uh, attacking Paul Heyman. Oh, we got to talk about really good. attacking Paul Heyman. Um, the whole promo between him just not being scared and all that stuff is really what they yeah. need to start doing to build up Joe. I think that that's something that, again, it's like I'm surprised that they're doing it. Mm-hmm. They did it in NXT, but it's like that's a different world. They're actually booking Samoa Joe like he should be. Samoa Joe, yeah. which is so great. Miz has the belt back, which I always think the the belt's way better in his hands. Did you th- did you think that uh, the Miz was in the bear? Did you watch the Miz celebration? Only parts of it. Okay, yeah. so so Dean was told to leave the building. He wanted to rematch, and Kurt was like, "No, and you're too unstable." Blah blah blah. Insert catchphrase. Insert nickname. Uh, kicked him out of the building, but then he got another one of those weird texts. So he left, and while the door was open, Dean snuck back in. And I guess Miz was watching the TV, so he knew Dean Ambrose was probably going to ruin his celebration. So he kept attacking different things around ringside, thinking it was Dean Ambrose. There was like a teddy bear guy, and he attacked him, but it wasn't Dean. And there was a package outside, like a giant package. 
that he like did like a Ric Flair like jumping elbow drop onto, and it was just like a clock that Maurice had got him, and she got mad and stormed oh, off. Oh, good God. No, I missed all this. And uh, so then while he was doing he's getting all like paranoid, and one of the camera people in the ring was Dean Ambo. Yeah, I saw that. That's the part yeah. that I saw. It was really good. So yeah, Raw, pay-per-view. Raw was good. Um, Everything's good. Uh, it's good. Everything's happy. We're going to take a break right now on this happy note. And we're going to come back with a happy note. Nothing but happy notes. Nothing but happy. What uh, is a happy note? We'll be right back. Imagine yourself on a journey with the somewhat nerdy radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. Do you ever wish there was an easy way to find out what movies are coming out without having to go through the pain of Googling it? And did you ever wish you could get some random nerd's opinion on those movies? Well, your wishes have come true. I'm Billiam from Somewhat Nerdy, and I have a new podcast called Future Flicks, where I talk about every movie that's coming out during the week, and I throw in some opinions, facts, and even the occasional recommendation. So check out Future Flicks on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the f*** did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. And we're back. And really, we're going to talk about SmackDown, but there's only one important thing to happen in SmackDown, on SmackDown. Is it the most important thing that's happened in wrestling? In, in wrestling? In the in, wrestling world in, in the past months. Yeah. Month? Month. I said months. I'm sorry if I, if yeah, I went a little, like, if it was a little too much. Um, Lana came back. Lana is back. And she demanded to be in the <laughs> first ever woman's money in the ladder. No, money in Women's the... Women's money in, in the, the bank ladder, ladder match. Yes. So that, yeah. Okay. Wow. Why is that a tongue? Wait. I don't, I don't think I said it right. Yeah. Women's money Women's in the bank money ladder in the match. Bank ladder match is written right there in front of us. Okay. She was made fun of, mm-hmm. and those evil, evil women laughed at her. Well, I'm pretty sure that she had one wrestling match. It was at, at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 32 huh? when she was on a team of like seven on seven. She and did she, two and moves. That team lost, and she did two moves and that in that team, match. Yeah. yeah. So. And that was just sort of a TV show. But she looks beautiful. She is one ravishing Russian. So, a uh, later segment was where... No, Lana interrupted Naomi's match later. Well, she interrupted the... They're going to have the five women in the Money in the Bank. And mm-hmm. Naomi was out there because they were going to have a, a three-on-three tag team. And Lana interrupts saying she wants to be in the match too. 
And yeah, as you said, they all made fun of her saying like she's never beat anybody. So she interfered in the match and cost Naomi, the champion, a, uh, a loss getting pinned by Tamina, which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. So now Naomi is wants to put her title on the line against Lana at the Money in the Bank pay-per-view. I actually thought this was going to this match was going to happen next week mm-hmm. on SmackDown, but it is a match that they made for Money in the Bank. Yeah. I thought this was an ingenious way to get Naomi into the match. So next week they would have had Lana win the belt, mm-hmm. which frees up Naomi to be in the ladder match so she could be in there. And then Lana, they instantly put the belt on Lana. I don't know how they feel about that. I, was like, I mean, I like the idea. Lana is too... She's, she's gonna not, have a, she's she's not, I wouldn't say she's loved or beloved, but it's like, I think that they want to put her in the spot where she gets that Eva Marie heel heat that she was getting before, yeah, yeah, yeah. but not on the level of Eva Marie, just because you don't, you don't want people to not have any respect for her, period. But I think that's kind of the role she's filling now. Um, Maybe So she's... having her win the belt right off would, would be, be great. Would yeah. be awesome. Then you'd have Jinder Mahal and Lana as your world champions on SmackDown, which I think would be a little, almost too much. Only uh, um, heels have uh, belts right now, but her. Exactly. And the so whole that's going to change. Yeah. It's better when heels are champions. Yeah. Um, yeah. The what do you, do you think the women's ladder match is going to be good? It has the possibility to be one of those really scary matches, and it's going to become because of Charlotte and uh, Becky Lynch, I think. I think Charlotte and Becky's stuff will be great. It I will be. I don't know. Actually, I can't see Carmella like, getting hit in the face no, with the ladder. See, but the like, um, we we didn't record last week, but last week the women's segment on mm-hmm. SmackDown was the, one of the best segments of the whole entire yeah. night. Whereas this that all all out brawl that happened and uh, Charlotte powerbomb Natty through yeah, the table, Natty which took was a awesome. crazy bump that was awesome. Um, but I think that was the extent of what her like she did that so she wouldn't have to fall off the ladder later. Yeah, I'm I'm sure somebody right now is talking Charlotte off of doing a what's that move she does. The moonsault? The moonsault off the top of the ladder. If you don't think she's going to do a moonsault off the top of the ladder. I don't want her to. She's going to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want her to get hurt. I really don't think Charlotte's going to wrestle for very long. I think she's got maybe a year or two left. I don't know why. I just feel like she's knocking them out of the park so consistently. What is she going to do later? You know? Her dad wrestled for like 25 years. But it's it's also... It's a different time, too. I mean, it's a sad and it's a great story, but it's also... This is not what she always wanted to do, you know? I think it's sad that we had AJ Styles versus Dolph Ziggler and Shinsuke Nakamura versus Kevin Owens on the show, and all you want to talk about is Lana. But I don't, th- I don't see the problem in that. Okay, that's fair. Um, um, Nakamura beat Kevin Owens. That's three times in a row that Kevin Owens has gotten Kinshasa in the face and pinned by Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, they had the Ring of Honor matches. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, I think that um, it's why I don't like when he was Steen. Well, I don't like um. In WWE, it's been going on for too long that maybe some people don't know this, but there was a time where WWE did not really have that many gimmick pay-per-views, and they saved gimmicks for when it was called for. And while the Money in the Bank was at WrestleMania, and I really like the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, I don't like how all these kind of rivalries were happening, and then they kind of just stop because all the guys are thrown into the Money in the Bank. I'm really excited about Money in the Bank. It's just... Do you think that this will lead to AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens again? Or are they going to go into Kevin Owens versus Shinsuke Nakamura? No, they're going. You know? uh, they're obviously going into Baron Corbin and Nakamura. 
Is that what you think? Yeah, Nakamura. I mean, Baron Corbin attacked him at the end of the match. Well, yeah, but that's to make Baron Corbin seem relevant when no one believes Needs. he's going to win Money in the Bank, which is why he's going to win Money this, in the Bank. Oh, you're right, you're right. So you're saying this is all the setup for Money in the yeah, Bank and just, not like a storyline long-term. That's what I'm saying. Like, Shinsuke gotcha. Nakamura beat the U.S. champion three times in a row. He mm. should get a U.S. title. I mean, maybe next week he'll get a U.S. title shot. Right, I don't right. know. Um, I just think that if you beat a champion that many times, it should be for a title program. And instead, it's just like poor Kevin Owens. It's just getting beat all the time. Maybe that means he's going to win money in the bank. I the rumor know. is he got hurt in his match, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it isn't confirmed. I just saw one article about it. They haven't released any information yet. So That'd be terrible. It would be terrible. Right before money in the bank and arguably doing... He's on the better show now. They haven't really used him a lot since he came over yet. But, I mean, that's all just build-up stuff. So The advertised matches for SmackDown next week are Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles for a U.S. title gender versus randy orton and all that some of those could be dark matches and obviously i don't believe that i'm saying that because i'm going to the show they're doing them in new orleans oh, so this yeah, is yeah, on local right. tv yeah. um so i don't know if any of that's really going to be confirmed that that's never it's it's weird when they do that many matches as like come see dolph ziggler versus shinsuke nakamura and jinder mahal versus randy orton and kevin owens versus aj styles like well man if they don't do any of those matches that's got to be a letdown for some of the people i mean they're all going to be there mm. I honestly saw Nakamura versus Dolph in Orlando. Yeah, you did, huh? And I don't really want to see it again. again. Unless they just let Nakamura murder Dolph Ziggler for once. I don't like how they're using him. Because it doesn't feel like he's being Shinsuke Nakamura. He feels like... I'm, I'm just I'm tired of people getting put in chin locks and having to get up and then hit their finishing move and win. I don't, I'm tired of that story. I want a new story. I need to watch Dominion this weekend. That's what I need. Yeah, to we're we're gonna move away from WWE and we're gonna close out on talking about a way better wrestling show. <laughs> <laughs> joking. That's really harsh. I'm joking. Uh, but true. It, it's and only, different. It's, it's only, different. Only right it's now, different. I'm really into New Japan because of the um, Best of Super Juniors tournament, which awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I was so heavily into well, it. So it was pretty much every day that I was getting off of work, I was coming home and watching wrestling until I went to bed. Yeah. And then I got behind even on that, and then I spent this weekend. Well, it's two uh, weeks of wrestling. Yeah. On, on Sunday, pretty much I woke up in the morning, turned it on, and then I stopped watching right before Extreme Rules. Were you keeping notes on people's wins? Because I thought it was a little... I like that Kushida was down at the beginning and came back mm-hmm. and ended up winning the whole thing. Congratulations, Kushida. Yep. Spoiler, I'm sorry if you didn't know. He was he was my been pick a week. on uh, B. You're, you're... Okay, yeah. but not to, no, win, no, the not to win the whole thing. Uh, and you I, didn't pick Osprey. No, I didn't. I, I picked uh, Marty. Yeah. So. Um, but it's weird. Like If you look at the final scores, it's very even, except for poor Jushin Thunder Liger, who yeah, one really <laughs> just spent his last tournament putting other people over because Which is fine. Yeah, that's he's a, awesome. That's the spot that he should be in, um, so... So it felt a little weird that like just everybody kind of felt the the tournament's over and I feel like nothing really changed other than yeah we all know that Willow Spray is awesome though the final between Kushida and Willow Spray was really really great. good yeah. really really good their match at Dominion last year because Willow Spray won the tournament last year and then faced Kushida who was champion mm. that match was great but that was Willow Spray's real first outing as a as a New Japan, so they get the presence. challenge. For, uh, Kushida gets the challenge for a belt now. Yeah, so it's, what belt? So uh, the junior heavyweight. Okay, okay, that's yeah, what yeah, I thought. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so it's it's going to be Kushida versus Takahashi. Mm. It's just Dominion is just Wrestle Kingdom Eleven Two Yeah, yeah. Because you've got you got uh, Takahashi defending against 
um, Kushida. You got yeah, Tanahashi um, versus NATO. Na- NATO for um, the Intercontinental title. And you got Okada, Okada. versus Kane. Those are all the rematches. The top three belts are rematches. You don't have Shibata, which for obvious reasons, which is sad, but a Minoru Suzuki against Goto instead in a death match also is pretty damn awesome. Oh, and then I think um, Rapungi Vice and the Young Bucks, that's also a uh, War Machine rematch. and um, Girls of Destiny. That's going to be good. It's going to be a good show. And then somewhere is right in the middle of there is uh, Elgin and Cody. <laughs> yeah, which is kind of random. I think Michael Elgin. Good. Yeah, it's probably going to be a good I, Cody's really gotten... I never really paid attention to him when he was in WWE just because of the character I just never really liked. Cody Rose? Yeah. You didn't like Stardust? No, nah, I didn't. See, uh, Emily loves really? Stardust. It's I, she always says like because of Goldust mm. that when he came out you could tell that it was just one of those like he always wanted to like emulate his older mm. brother so it's like I've always is. wanted to be Goldust kind of thing so being startups is like getting to be play his brother as a kid which she really liked mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I, can I understand his, that side of it yeah. when he was doing the stuff with um, Stephen Amell all those promos he cut reminded me of the Riddler from the old Adam West cart uh, TV show. So he had some glimmers, but yeah, I know it's just Cody Rhodes wants to be him, you know, the American Nightmare. Obviously, so explain the Suzuki match to me. What is a lumberjack death match? It's okay. So, so you, there is a normal lumberjack match where they have all the guys outside. Well, the thing about the death match is, are they fighting to the death? Is somebody no, going to die? No, Mills Lane will not be there. Okay. Um, well, the thing is, like, I haven't watched something like this in New Japan, I don't know, ever. Even, I mean, they've done stuff like this before, not in a long time, as far as I know. But the deathmatch stipulation is something that is kind of left up in the air. It's like saying, like, a cage match where they there will be a cage, but the rules change a lot. Um, I imagine there will be barbed wire. There might be explosives there might see like i don't know i don't know how far they are aren't going to go with it or not i think it's just gonna be one of those old school japanese death matches i really hope so i don't know if i want to watch that see this thing like this is the show is such a, a a mirror or not even a mirror just literally almost the same show as wrestle kingdom 11 with right except for minor changes and one of those changes that's going to make i think a better show is the lumberjack match is the death match because that's just a different kind of story that you aren't going to have on a show that they don't really tell anymore. I think it's going to be very gory. I think it's going to be some color. Mm. I think Suzuki's going to look like a supervillain afterwards. Yeah, more, more like a supervillain. But particularly, I think you know everyone's excited. Do you think that Kenny Omega is going to in I think time he... for the G1 climax in America? I think um, he, he's getting the belt. I don't think he's. You don't think so? Belt, no. If the, he. If he doesn't win this, this, this it just seems like the obvious time to take the belt from Okada. It just does. No. Okada's going to keep the belt all the way until Wrestle Kingdom 12 when Okada, they'll do Omega 3. And then he wins there. And he wins there. You think? Mm-hmm. If he doesn't win this week, I mean, on yeah, this weekend, he'll win at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That's what I think. Th- I think it, this is a long-term story. You have the first match where Kenny's heel... And he turns arguably babyface because he wants to beat Okada on his own, but then he can't do it. This one, Okada is upset that. I mean, they could play it. They could do the rematch at Wrestle Kingdom. I think it's going to be Okada versus Omega at yeah, Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom, Kingdom 12. Yeah, yeah. It's possible that it'll be Omega defending against Okada, I guess. Right. Um, but the story that Okada is upset that after that huge six star match, 
He's the only one. The only thing people are talking about is Kenny Omega, and no one's talking about Okada. So he challenged. He's the one that challenged Omega to this match. And to build up for that match, this little setups they've been doing really well. I think it's pop pumped up for it. You know, I doubt they'll do anything like a draw. It would be awesome if they did. I wish they had the balls to do stuff like that. Is Um, this a time limit match? So this would probably be a sixty-minute match. So they well, could, they could. That's time what I'm out. saying. They could do a timeout. I would, if they did a timeout, it would be after 60 minutes. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Man, in a 60 minute Okada and Kenny Omega mm-hmm. match. I well, the it. last one was What's 45 it? minutes. Yeah. yeah. So, so 15 they could more do minutes it. over that. Yeah. I can watch that. So then you do. It doesn't have to be an Iron Man match, but it can be like a no time limit. Must be a winner mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom 12. I mean, that's the thing is that I feel that's why I don't think a Kenny should win, if only because I think once Kenny wins. That the story is over, and I think that the story could keep going because of how well they paced it since Wrestle Kingdom Eleven. I almost I thought they were going to keep Kenny away from Okada all the way until all Wrestle Kingdom Twelve. Yeah. That this would go over two years. That it would be twelve oh, and thirteen because okay, okay. they were they booked they that way. They could. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the long term story that they tell. The original plan was Okada lost to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom Nine. Then he beat him at ten. And last year, the original plan before. All of the, you know, leaving town stuff happened was that um, it was going to be Okada versus Shinsuke Nakamura at Rescue Kingdom 11. But they obviously couldn't do that because mm. Nakamura went to WWE. Do you think uh, Tanahashi gets the Intercontinental? I think that's more likely to me. Mm. I really... See, this is the difference between New Japan and WWE. WWE is so story-based that you they put so much pressure on the wins and losses because of where it kind of puts everybody in new japan i almost feel like no matter who wins these everybody in them if you're in a main event you're a main eventer mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter if yeah. you win or lose you already have the respect of everybody because, because you're is, there this is arguably the two other biggest dudes in new japan other than oh, okada no, definitely. yeah most definitely um i mean if you look at the posters it's those four guys on every single poster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, this is the other main event in my head. I think that Tanahashi has a lot more steam in him to that he shouldn't be falling from grace the way he seems to have been mm-hmm. lately. Um, but I, I also I like Naito. It, I want to see if how Tanahashi much he can just beat seems up like that, that dude. That's kind of he's there to kind of just raise up the next generation. Of, and that's what they do, you know. Um, you know, uh, the Yuji Nagatas and the uh, the Togi Makabe's and all of those, you know former bigger names that are now lower on the card it's hard for me to see tanahashi being going put there, into there yeah. but that is where he will inevitably be right. that's where all of them you know they have a great tier structure of you get to the top and then eventually you put over new talent and then you kind of move back down um but is that time for tanahashi to do that no i don't think so i don't think so either um doesn't mean that he's necessarily winning i think Kushida's gonna be takahashi oh really yeah he Lost to him in Wrestle Kingdom 11. It's the thing about three is what I said about Austin Aries versus Neville. It's weird. Even though technically Austin did win the second one, it's weird to see someone like three shows in a row get bested. You know, this will be Kushida versus Takahashi's third, third time. They had it at Wrestle Kingdom 11 where Takahashi beat him for the belt. And then a few months ago, they had a match which almost nobody remembers because Takahashi beat him so quickly. Oh, quickly. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. It was like, what, that. like a seven-minute match? There was a missile dropkick from the corner to the uh, mat to start it off. And then there was a squash match after yeah. that. Yeah, I forgot about that match. Which is why. And then Kushida in the in the Super Juniors tournament like lost his first two or two. three yeah. matches. So I was like, what is going on with Kushida? Like, what did he do? Did he, somebody... 
So, I, but I like off? the idea that then he had to come back and he had to win all of his last matches. Mm-hmm. So he really has something to prove. And I think it would really suck if even after all that, he still lost. And and so this is my first Super Juniors. I love this. Yeah. I like it a lot. Like the tournament? The tournament. I, because I they were about so, to do... So after this, they're starting the, they're going to start the G1, G1 tournament. So um, there's a lot the of wrestling coming out. Except they're just it's just more, everybody yeah. it's everybody that you're looking at on the on the card basically uh, the tournament was really good so this is my first one i'm hooked on new japan i already got my shirts ordered and everything <laughs> do you have a bull club shirt yet no nah, I, I need a bullet club shirt i don't everybody has a like i feel like most people that have bullet club shirts don't even watch new japan well yeah it's just a shirt it's like a ramones t-shirt have you ever sung a Ramon song to someone wearing a Ramon shirt and they have no idea what you're talking about? Really yeah, sad. I have actually, yeah. and it's really sad. So don't do that. But but it's not the same because you. I mean, do you not like Bullet Club or you? I do. I kind of want to. No, I'm a Bullet Club guy. I kind of want a Marty Scroll shirt. Yeah, I wanted one before he joined the Bullet Club. I'm gonna go ahead and put that in respect. So that's going on, and then Cody Rhodes is fighting um, Christopher Daniels for the Ring of Honor. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, too. Yeah. That's either when is that? Yeah, he's the def- Christopher Daniels at. Best in the world pay per view. Yeah, and this is on the the twenty third of 23rd. this month. So at the end of the month, right before we go to the Wildcat show. Yes, so we can watch this and then go watch Sam and. and um, so yeah, Cody and Christopher Daniels, which I hope they're not going to give this to Cody, but I don't like Christopher Why Daniels. Not? I hope he does. That'd be cool. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a doesn't seem like a likely thing. I don't know. You wouldn't be more likely to go to a Ring of Honor show because Cody the American Rhodes Nightmare yeah, was Cody true. Rhodes, World Heavyweight Champion. I would, would go. Be there. I would go to it anyway, but I would go. Over, I would more want to go as Christopher Daniels than have the belt. I think they're. I think they're going to put it on him. You think so? Mm-hmm. If Bullet Club's any worth their shit, they should. I mean, for crying out loud, what what is going on with this club? Does anybody all their club guys have a belt? lose now? They no. I don't oh, think yeah. so. Young Bucks. Well, the Young Bucks. They have belts all over the world, man. Yeah, I guess they collect. <laughs> the the quest of gold they took over from the Hardys. So anyway, that's all we got for you this week. If you're in Philadelphia this weekend, make sure you go see the Wildcat Show in the ECW Arena. We will be back next week with our predictions for Money in the Bank and my. Uh, I guess we could talk about my experiences at the Raw and SmackDown shows. You were already tell you what it's going to be. It's like they're going. They were really fun. The kids were really loud. The adults were mean. The wrestling was great. <laughs> you sound so bitter right now. I just. <laughs> You sound so bitter. I just I don't right know now. what people want from wrestling. You know, it's like just go and enjoy I don't know the show. What you people want anymore? What do you want? What um, do you go want? F- go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Go to our merch store. There'll be a link to that in the show notes page on somewhatnerdy.com. Go buy t-shirts. Help support the show. And I think we should. You should give me another congratulations on. Congrats for winning the belt that doesn't exist at the moment. Yeah, we need a belt. We do need a belt. Let's get if you are. A professional belt maker, or you know I don't one. Want to plead to the masses. Oh, and we are. If you know somebody that can make a professional-looking, awesome belt, let us know. We'll be yeah. maybe interested in upgrading our plastic Mattel belt that yeah. we have. I think it is Mattel. I know it's Mattel. I think they make the toys, right? I mean, you're assuming. I'm. A, I have my new Roman Reigns figure oh that I got I right just, behind me. You see it? Too. We just lost like half our subscribers because of the fact that you just said you had a Roman Reigns figure behind you. I'm, he looks like, great, I think though. I said it on the last podcast. I don't think he can cock his fist, though. No, he can't. Um, I'm so going to get an point? Undertaker figure, and I'm going to put him standing on him. Oh, my God. And I'll post a picture on our Instagram page. So, <laughs> so while we were watching um, Extreme Rules and there, everybody was coming out, there was a big pause when Roman Reigns' music played, and they did like the slow camera going up the ramp. And I looked at everyone and went, 
get ready for Michael Cole to say the big dog in the most annoying way ever. And he and then he's like the big dog. I it was lame when Undertaker said it. But it's really bad. It's a terrible, terrible way to get someone to be taken seriously. Anyway, we'll see you next Friday. We release the podcast every single Friday. So thank you for joining us. Make sure you leave us a review on the iTunes app. Stop right now. The episode's over. You can stop. Go leave us a review. Five mm-hmm. stars. It helps us out tons. We would much appreciate it. And that's all we got for you. Hi, it's Star for Chris. Oh, the dude with the headband is not here, so he's not saying anything. And, and I'm Sam Jericho. That's Sam Jericho. And I guess I didn't up. need to bring that up. Yeah. We'll see you next week.